Yeah, uh, Sean Khalifa, man. Planes and the Mr. Spacely, Jets, everyone call me, man. Taylor Gang or Dad. And this project is brought to you by Champagne uh, and Paper Planes, too. Yeah, Rostrum Records in this bitch. Yeah, Taylor Gang, Happy Hustle. Dealer, no deal. Speculating me landing must have got me mistaken with lame niggas Know you gon' get high as fuck as long as the plane's with ya Left that major situation alone and became richer People talking down but see me I'm the same nigga Leave your bitch around we gon' drink the champagne with her He don't touch the ground see a cloud with my name in it Only easy riders please no cigars for me and my gang Ooh, I'm a legend in these streets cause I do my thing And don't wear the fitted I got the city on my chain Oh man still they hatin' talk smack knowing if I was gone there be no throne to throw your rocks at Cruising maximum altitudes, I'm trying to top that Someone touch with the real, them suckers trying to stop that But I live or let die, party get high And tell them lames to the plane or let fly Don't know what they hate for, I'm just getting my paper Well maybe they'll love me more when I'm gone I don't wanna leave, but I need to It's such a shame They gon' miss this place They gon' miss this place Alone in this wave race Say I'm living too fast Don't plan on changing my pace Got one foot on the gas It's never a need for brakes Smoke easy riders with hash Fuck bitches from out of state Ballet bringing my cars A waiter to bring me plates Shrimping for lame and young We celebrate buying drinks With a couple of broads My niggas and who got love for me It's lonely at the top I'm tired of having company uh, So while you busy trying to fit in I'ma stand out And view my life through this lens To see how it pans out Substitute teacher ass niggas Need a hand out. Middle finger screaming, fuck them niggas who hated I'm money affiliated Pop another bottle, that chronic smoke integrated Speculating me landing, must have got me mistaken I'm speaking as the captain of the plane Use a runner on the jet way. Don't know what they hate for, I'm just getting my paper Well maybe they'll love me more when I'm gone I don't wanna leave, but I need to It's such a shame They gon' miss this plane They gon' miss this plane Welcome to another episode from the Shadows of Love, episode 42. Uh, my name is Armando. Uh, to the left of me now, I have the boy, La Toxica, La Princesa, the king of bozos himself, Nino. What's going on, homie? How you doing? My buddy. Relaxing. How's everybody doing today, man? Um, by the way, for, the, for, for those that don't know, that was my introduction to Wiz Khalifa. That was by far my favorite song. It brought back memories from Orlando. Uh, that's the first time I ever saw him live. That was this plane off of what album was that? I always forget sometimes. Let's take a wild little peek here. Deal or no deal. Yeah. You know, you've played a couple of Wiz songs on this platform. Still not a fan. You know what it is for you, honestly? I don't think you were in the moment when he was. It, it, we can go back to like the French. You weren't in the moment when this. Yo, I don't know if I ever told you the first time. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I, told, I shared this in the podcast. But the first time I ever ran into Wiz, me and the homies, we were on the south side at the beach, and we seen this limo pull up. And out of the limo, like maybe twelve or fifteen girls hopped out of the limo. Okay. Bad bitches, fur coats, nails done, heels, the works. So me and my boys were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" <laughs> okay. And then they um, they pulled up to this to this nightclub. I don't remember the name of the nightclub. And um, right after that, the secondary limo pulled up, and it was just Wiz and like four or five of his boys. And they went into there, and then he shut that place down, destroyed it. This is right before Cushion OJ, so right before the hype took off. Okay. And then we called him. I called him. Officially live uh, in Orlando after Cushion OJ dropped, and oh my God, like the songs that I played, uh, real sentimental value. 
a lot of nostalgia and I wasn't a great place in life. What uh that was uh this that's this, this album was 2010 I believe 2009 I saw so 2009 so yeah look at that yeah I don't yeah I wasn't into I wasn't you? like I was into hip hop no uh not see, really that's something see the thing is I wasn't at the at that time in 2009 I was still a big 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 metalhead yeah so yeah I just wasn't really a part of that wave you know but there's still things that like from 2009 there's still hip hop albums that I listen to from 2009 yeah. and I'm like fuck this was like classic like you know this album flop by the way yeah this album has some good songs in it but mm -hmm. by industry standards it flopped oh wow yeah so he was apparently he was dead broke him and currency were living staying with each other sleeping on couches and they did the mixtape um how high how high put everybody in notice okay everybody was like yo who the fuck is this Currency then started doing the pilot talk run and really getting his name on the underground wave. And then Wiz goes and drops Cushion OJ and his career skyrocket. Bro, Currency could have gone because he already knew that he didn't want to be mainstream based on his dealings with Young Money, uh, the dealings he had with uh, the industry prior. So he stayed on the underground scene and to this day he's probably the highest paid underground artist. Yeah. Meanwhile, currency. I mean, Wiz got that deal, and he never looked back. Yeah, Cush, still Cushion OJ to me is probably one of the most legendary mixtapes ever released. Um, how was your week, man? You know, the week wasn't too bad. I, I'm not. I can't can't really complain. Um, so you it, got some cool shoes. Yeah, I I came up. I came up uh, this this week. W's, man. W's. Got two dubs. Got some. Got some Jordan Eleven cool grays. Mm -hmm. Got some uh, Alma Manier Jordan ones. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, can't complain, dude. I'm happy. That's cool. How about you? How was your week, buddy? Uh, crazy. Uh, a little annoying. Per usual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Per a usual. little annoying. Uh, the person who I reside with uh, tested positive for COVID, so kind of threw my life in the shambles. Uh, it, it's so annoying trying to find a place for you to get tested. Um, by the way, I ended up testing negative for COVID. Uh, I, I got my results earlier today. Um, but he still tested positive for being the king of bozos. Ha ha. <laughs> um, yeah, but in the in the process of doing that, bro, this morning on the pike, I seen somebody with their car flipped over, and I was trying to figure out like how. On a road that's just straight. Yeah, and, and you go like what thirty five, forty max how? on that road. Yeah, people were saying that the person died. I'm like, yo, was this man going a hundred miles an hour? <laughs> like, I mean, for the car to end up upside down, I get it, but it was weird. But besides that, yo, work was good. Week has been good. Uh, shit's been chill. I ain't gonna lie. Ever since I found out that um, that my my roomie uh caught the the COVID, nobody wanted me around. Type shit, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I kind of enjoyed it. I was at home, bro, playing 2K with the boys. We got we got Just, our chemistry right. Yeah. Shit's looking good. So we're we're looking good for the little tournament we're trying to get into. Um Did you go to work at all? But this was uh, you know, I talked. I I let them know what was going on and they then uh they just asked me politely asked me to uh, just go get tested. And uh, I really only went one day. I didn't know that she had tested positive till I was already at work. So I was she like, like I, texted you. And you yeah, she, exactly. You were like, oh shit! I was like, kind of like, what you know, the fuck? Plus, I was also working with that hippie that I hate. So I was like, man, if I got it, maybe he gets it and he's out of here. <laughs> jokes, <laughs> jokes, allegedly. But uh, but nah, man. I call, I called them up today and I let them know. I was like, yo, I tested negative. Uh, I can take another test if you guys would like me to. But everything's cool, man. I feel fine. Yeah. I, I I ain't gonna lie. People that know me know I turn into a little bitch yeah. when I get sick. Like, deadass. Yeah. No, when I sure. get Who when doesn't? I get sick. What man doesn't turn into a little bitch when he gets sick, honestly? But, but And then also, I'm so firm in knowing I don't want to miss days of work. Knowing I like my routine. So when I start feeling a little weird, like, my throat will let me know, like, hey, something's happening. You might have to, like, go take a pill. Go drink some water. Yeah, do go something. Go drink some orange juice. Stop yeah. drinking wine or beer. I stop doing that shit. So... I've been good. I've been feeling great. Okay, that's what's up, man. Yeah, um, you know, I guess starting off the pod, man. You know, we gotta start off with some sad, sad news. Horrible news. Uh, we lost a legend. 
will forever will be remembered. Yeah. Honestly, a guy that I personally loved and looked up to. Yeah. Um, And if you don't know, he passed away Sunday, November 28th. 28th, yeah. At 41, 45? 41 years old. 41 years old. Yeah. Rest in peace, Virgil. Virgil, I still can't pronounce this name. It's Ablah. 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 Yeah, rest in peace, Virgil Ablah, creative director over at Louis Vuitton, creator and owner of Off-White. Yeah, that's, that um, to me is insane, the yeah. Off-White part. But also him paving the way and and really doing things in the fashion world because from from my understanding, the fashion world is very racist. Uh, they're very they're very old school and stuck in their ways. Yeah, and for some a person of color like Virgil mm-hmm. to be accepted into that world, not only as you know the creative director of you know Louis Vuitton, but also you know with his own brand Off White. Yeah, but the Louis is, Vuitton part of me is that's, the most astonishing. Yeah, like legendary shit and, because other people have tried. Yeah, Kanye no, no, yeah, and tried. I was just gonna say that. Like originally, Kanye wanted that. That was Kanye's goal. Yeah, like, because Virgil was working under Kanye yes, for sir. the longest time. They yeah. came up together. They're both from Chicago. Yeah, you know. And then when when Virgil accepted that position at Louis Vuitton, I, I there's there's an interview somewhere that I saw years ago, and I, again it was years ago, so I don't remember the whole details. But it was something along the lines of like Kanye is saying that he he felt almost like betrayed by yeah. Virgil. Because he took basically the position his, that he wanted his dream his position. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I and 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 that was one thing that I heard, and I I seen it in, in the midst of the internets. Uh, that legendary note on Drink Champs when uh, Kanye's talking about, I put them all in a text message. You know, a lot of people were talking shit about the fact that it was also part of a song where he's talking about how he put people in a text message saying that he's worth more than them. If you really get into the logistics of this shit, all them people are friends. Now, from me, me understanding and looking back at it, bro, I'm thinking like, man, maybe he was just saying like, yo, my, we all know my man's is sick. Like, can we just cut the bullshit, get right? It. I think it's unfortunate when a person that talented gets sick living his dream and following his like what he wants to do and ultimately does not get to see the entire thing play out. Yeah. And to add on to that, man, you know, it's it's crazy that we've we've already had two people, two great great uh artists and creators that have passed away from cancer and literally nobody knew besides their close friends and family. Yeah. Well, for you know? the Chad Boswick, it was only his family if that's what you were referring yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So, I think with Virgil the same thing, man. But I I respect that. You know why I respect that, bro? Because God forbid, and let me knock on some wood right now. God forbid I caught an illness like that, uh, cancer like that, and I knew the doctors told me, hey, this is way too far advanced. Um, I personally don't think that I would come out and tell people. I, I would, I don't, because, you know, when people I would find tell, out that you're sick, yeah. uh, people like to pity people. Yeah, They, they like to treat you like, like. I don't want to be in that space. Yeah. I want to live out the way I want to live out, and I respect the shit out of Virgil and Chat for for Chat doing what? How many movies did he do? Yo, he did at least six, seven yeah, movies, something like that. Yeah, stayed in shape. Yep, it's insane, bro. And again, on top of that, man, like they put in work because they knew they were gonna to pass. They didn't know how much time they had left. They just knew that they were gonna pass, and they put in mad work. With zero complaints, bro. There's there's people that wake up every day and first thing they do is complain in life, bro. Hell yeah, you know, fucking negative. Ever, fancy like ever ever since the, 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 like Chad the Chadman Bozeman died, man. Like I've tried my best not to complain as much. You know, I'm like, bro, like I like I could have it worse. There's people out in this world that have it worse than I do. Dude, you know, you, you can you can accumulate all the riches in the world, bro. All the riches in the world have. The best celebrity friends, not just celebrity friends, but all the things that you want in life. None of that shit matters if you can't enjoy it with your health. Exactly. Health is wealth, man. You're right. Health is wealth. At the end of the day, dude, as long as you're healthy, you know, 
you you you're good to go. You're wealthy. Like you're you're yeah. rich, bro. Because materialistic shit doesn't no, at doesn't the end matter. of the day doesn't matter because you're not taking that shit with you, bro. I, I look at people like uh, let's look let, let's look at famous people. Let's look at Bill Burr. Let's look at the the, the people that have gotten money. Bradley Cooper. Who was still fucking serving? He was working as a server at restaurants when he was thirty six, thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Didn't get his. He had you know small roles, but wasn't a fucking megastar till he was in his forties. Yep. That's the great shit about health, allowing you to do certain things, and then leveling up when it's your fucking time. Whether it's at 30, 40, 50, 60. Morgan Freeman. I feel like Morgan Freeman blew up when he was already sixty. Yeah. I never seen him young and act. Ever. He's always been old. <laughs> yeah, he's always <laughs> You're right. You're right. And then you know that goes into that goes into the saying, you know, everyone everyone is, you know, everyone has their own time, you know. Everyone moves at their own fucking pace. You I know? hate I, I hate competitive competitive people. I was just saying this shit on a group chat the other day. I said I said, "Man, this this one person in here that's in sole competition with everybody in here who wants male attention." The fuck is that for? Like, like, what do you need? What do you need to be competing for some with with the next person for? Yeah, do shit your, at your own pace. At your what own do you pace. care if that man is washing cars or that man is doing this? Why are you pocket watching? Yeah, it's a thousand percent. A, it's a lot of hateful. It's There's a lot, a lot of, of haters people, out here. Bro. There's a, a lot, lot of haters. haters bro. A lot of haters, bro. Because at the end of the day, dude. Again, everyone has their own pace, dude. In my early twenties, dude. For I. I would say even my teenage years, from my teenage years up until maybe 26, 27, bro, I was always comparing myself to people. I was always just sitting there like, damn, bro, this guy's my age. He has, you know, he has a nice ass car. He got a fucking beautiful girlfriend. He got this, you know, he got, you know, he's living on his own. He looks like he got these nice fresh ass like shoes or, you know, fresh ass Supreme shirt, just looking good, whatever. And I would come, I'm like, yo, I'm out here like just bumming it dusty whatever not dusty but you know I, what I, I mean i know what you mean but and it, like that shit got to me bro that shit fucked with me mentally until finally i grew you know i got a little older and i was like you know what none of this shit matters really you can't take nothing it's, with you bro yeah you going in a box bro by yourself i die tomorrow you think i'm taking any of these fucking shoes with me bro? Nah, but i'm definitely about to write a note with your name on it saying <laughs> that i can have them all i'm about to resell all them shits that's crazy but they Let's get back serious. I want to touch back on the Virgil. The shit that I loved the most was that uh, I can't never pronounce the word possumus, 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 whatever. Possumus. Yeah, is there? He had that Louis Vuitton. Um, what is it? The Winter Show. Yeah. The twenty twenty two show that's coming out. Yeah. I love the fact that all his friends showed up. Yeah. I love the fact that you could tell how loved he was by the by Very the fashion loved. community. Very I loved. love the fact that Kate Cuddy, who was like his main Cuddy model, was in, the, was in the first, first one, his first show and his last and one. His last one. Yeah. So it, it it was just it was nice to see that that man and, and I feel like everybody gave this man flowers. If you actually go and do the research of how many times Virgil was mentioned in a song. So many. All, again, he got his, all, he got his he, flowers. He worked his way up, up to be such an influential like individual, man. Yeah. His name will forever be written in the fucking fashion history books, pop media, whatever. Don't Why? It. Because because of the stuff that he's done with Louis Vuitton, this the way that he brought off way up, not to be streetwear, but to be an actual fashion line that competes with the Gucci's that competes with the Balenciaga's that competes with the Louis Vuitton's that competes with Prada and whatever else yeah, is out there. Yeah. No, nah, man. Uh, how, how do I put this? Visionary. Yeah. The world, the culture lost a visionary that we may get, we may never get back. And, and, and I'll end it with prayers to his family, his close ones, his uh, anybody that had any relations and was affected by this. Um, and I'll swing it over to you, man. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'm going to say on this, honestly, is I'm very curious to see where, like, Off-White goes now that he has passed and they don't have his, his vision anymore or his input. I'm very curious to see where that where that fashion brand goes. I would love for them to just end like, it, end like, it, and, yeah. and then maybe have remakes, uh, kind of like Jordan does, and just have re-releases. Maybe 
every few Maybe. years. I, I mean, I personally for me because I don't own any off white and I don't yeah. see myself buying them, knowing that yeah. now prices have tripled, crazy, tripled up. Yeah, I mean, my my off white, I have off white Air Max nineties, Desert Ores. I bought them used for like six hundred bucks. I checked like yesterday how the resale on those are going for like a thousand dollars, bro. Yeah. Used, yeah, which is insane. Uh, granted, I'm never selling those shoes. No. Those I'm keeping those with me forever. That's, that's one thing I, I hate. Those off white, and I'll say this: this is this is what really got me. Like I was always into sneakers, but what really got me into sneakers was Virgil. I saw what Virgil was doing with the whole off white shit, and I was like, "Damn, these are fucking nice. I need me a pair of those." Not to sound like a hater, I never liked them. I fucking love. Them, I know. Bro. Do- I love them. People, I feel like people uh, uh, love the way they look. But from, uh, I told you, I'm, I'm real special when it comes to the fucking like sneakers and shit. And I, I'm just, I'm just Nike till I die. That's just gonna be me. Even though they're oh, Nike, yeah. I'm just Nike till I die. Yeah, no, honestly, same. Um, like I really sit back and look, look at like what's coming out right now. Um, Nike's number one. I put New Balance has stepped up their game. Oh, big time. They have to. They've stepped up their game. Adidas is f- trash, bro. I don't like Adidas. The only Adidas I like are them as Wigos, them, uh, the Pusha T uh, collab that he did. Those are, the, those are the only ones that I like. Gotcha. But anyways, get, just backtracking. Um, rest in peace, Virgil. Uh, you will definitely be missed. You were an icon. You're a fucking legend. You're, you've done so many things. Just the, You've paved the way for... Not only, you know, African-Americans, black people, but just people of color in general. He's paved the way Minorities. for them to get into that high fashion industry and to get up into those top positions. Doesn't, and doesn't even realize how, yeah. how how impactful his run was and how impactful it will be for the next hundred years. Yeah, man. So rest in peace, Virgil. You will forever be remembered. Staying in serious topic. Um, there was a horrible uh, shooting at a high school in Michigan. I don't know if you saw the news on that. Four, four dead. Four dead. Uh, one football player, three girls apparently. Uh, yeah, I heard about uh, the football se- player. Seven or eight uh injured uh people. And for the first time, I think in in the history of school shootings, dude, we're now seeing that the parents are also being charged. Each parent got hit with a well, you know, the kid's parent. And let me let me give you guys the judge hit him with a 1 million dollar bond between the two. Between five, the five, two. 500 uh, each yeah. and f- four counts of involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, I, my main question about this that uh, specifically that is mm-hmm. why now? Okay, so and this is what happened. I'm going to give you the backstory of everything I heard. Basically, the kid was already disturbed. There's been a lot of instances where he's been seen drawing uh, things at school, uh, things that teachers have reported to the you know principal and counselors and, and all them people. Um, there was one instance where apparently he put like an Instagram post and he had a countdown for like, "Hey, death is coming," and and I and like just put it on his Instagram story. Just just the kid, from everything I've read, was definitely mentally disturbed. He talked about hearing voices and. Is he just had to me met some kind of mental disability that the parents weren't taken serious, and we're just kind of like oh he's just going through a stage. Then the day of the shooting, okay, that morning he's drawing. I can't stop the thoughts in my head. Blood everywhere. Blah blah blah. So the teacher reports him to the principal. The principal then calls the parents, and pleads with them and says, "Yo, you guys need to get him psychiatric help within forty eight hours." We want him out of the school, and for some reason, the parents say, "No, he's gonna stay in school. Like we're not taking him home. We we have to go to work. Who who knows what they said? Yeah, stay. You're staying there." Uh, four hours later, uh, there is a active shooting warning going through the county, and at one o'clock, the dad calls nine one one and says that his gun is missing from the house. Wow. Yeah. But wow. B- before that, before that, there was one instance where apparently he drew some shit or said some shit. And the mom and him and the mom. So mind you, the reason why they're charging the parents is because the DA has texts between the mom and the kid. And the mom, in one instance, in a separate instance, said to him, like, LOL, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad that you got caught. You need to be better than that. What the fuck? Yeah, and the day of the shooting, 
all she texted him or all he texted her was like, apparently he sent her like a gun emoji, a laughing face and said blood everywhere on a text message. And all she responded, what responded back was like, Ethan, don't do it. So that's the reason why they're getting charged because they had more than one opportunity to get this kid some help. They like all the signs were there and they just kind of ignored it all. On on top of that, he posted a picture on his, on the gram or Facebook talking about like, this is my new baby showing the nine millimeter. Right. And then the mom posts another picture showing the gun saying, Oh, look at the Christmas person. I just bought him. Not necessarily saying the son or the husband, but just putting that out. Yeah. You're incriminating yourself without, without realizing it. Yeah. For real. And this is why they got those charges. I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm not mad. Think, After knowing that, yeah, I'm not mad. I mean, think of Columbine. Think of any school shooting, right? You know when the parents show horrible remorse and said, hey, we had our guns locked away. This little bastard tracked down the keys or the code and got it. Bought it and, off the internet or exactly. whatever. In this situation, it was none of that. Yeah, it was none of that. Yeah, they they are they, they have part of the blame. So oh, the, the kid is looking at life in prison. He's, he's being charged as an adult. Good. Uh, God knows how many charges, because I honestly can't think of how many charges he's he's looking at right now. Um, I think that they need to do a, like a real psychiatric evaluation on this to even see if he's competent enough to uh to stand trial. Yeah. But it, this is where we're at, man. This is America. Like to me, has school shootings don't surprise me anymore. Yeah. Uh, not surprised. Th- th- the most surprising thing that I caught here is that. Is this a thing that's going to be going forward? Because if it is, It'll be, a lot of people are going to be into some shit going yeah, forward. It would be very interesting to see how this uh, court case turns out. Because if they do get convicted for whatever the charges are that the parents are getting well, they, charged for, that's going to set a precedent. And it's going to, moving forward, whenever there's a school shooting, the parents might be responsible, yeah, well, partly responsible as they, well. They fucked up because, so the DA t- told them that they were going to be charged with this. You know mm-hmm. what they did instead of just going and turn themselves up? They tried to, to run away. Bro, they withdrew like four grand and they disappeared for a little bit. Yeah. It was like a two-day manhunt. It wasn't even a manhunt. When they when they got apprehended and when the police approached them, they turned themselves in right away. But you withdrawing money and leaving the county is already enough proof for you to be a flight risk. Judge yeah. ain't playing that. So yeah. they're going to have to now sit in county, both of them, till it's time for court. And... It, yeah, man, I, I don't know, man. I feel bad. I, I couldn't imagine having a kid and see it saying, like, hey, man, have a good day in school, and then I get a call saying that my kid just got killed. Yeah. Hey, but, you know, shout out to the uh, football player. Oh, that, yeah, apparently he tried to stop. That guy's a fucking hero, man. Yeah. He he saved a lot of his own, like, classmates and stuff, man. Apparently he tried to jump. He, like, I don't know the exact details, but I know he, he tried to stop stop him and, like, try to fight him out type, type of stuff from from what I know. It's a really unfortunate situation, man. That's why, uh, man, uh, if you guys have kids, sometimes you try to raise your kids the right way and they grow up to be some idiots. Uh, best thing you can do to your kids is talk to them, listen to them, try to parrot them and guide them in the right way. And this is coming from a guy that doesn't have kids, but this is what I would do if I had kids. And And just be, if there are signs, you need to do something to help your kid out. The last thing you want to do is to go visit him on weekends and holidays at a fucking jail or a mental institution. Well, at this rate, the father's probably going to be locked up with the kid, you know, with him. So they'll be in there together. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's a, it's a sad story all around. So I'm 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 ready. Let's let's get let's let's get on to something something better, which I think is is it's time to like. Spice up the pot again. We're going to spice it up a little bit, just a little bit, just a tiny bit, because this is still kind of serious. It's not serious because it's, I think it it's is. hilarious. It's, it, I think it's a little serious, though. Okay. All right. Um. So if you guys didn't hear earlier, and, and you know, I'll is, let you, I'll this let is you. Past. Yeah. This is this it's is done. Facts. It's, it's, it's in happening. effect right now. Okay. So Nino, I'll let you introduce it. What are we talking about right now? New rule will allow debt collectors to track you down on social media. So for those that like to flex on the gram. For those that like to show us all those expensive vacations, the cars, the jewelry, the Air Jordan 1s, Armando. <laughs> um, Crazy. Uh, yeah, they're coming for you. Yeah. They are coming for you. So, yep. I don't know. Take it away from here, bro. Hey, listen. All I got to say is I'm good, bro. I Everything I buy is my money. Okay. It's my money. Yeah. Um, I, I think but it's- Also, this is- 
this 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 law that passes insane. It it, it does, is crazy. It does state though that if so basically all right let's just say Marcus Johnson who you've never heard of since you a friend request and for some reason you accept you decide to accept this friend request they have to tell you yeah, by law they are debt to collect they're the they're they're to collect a debt yep imagine you take a fucking picture right let's just say you take a picture listen let me let me think about it Let's throw Tulum out there since everybody and their fucking mother decided Everyone's to go to Tulum, to Tulum last <laughs> year, right? <laughs> Let's say you take a picture with your girl or the homegirls or or your boys down at Tulum. And then Marcus Johnson slides in your comments and says, hey, that's crazy that you're in Tulum, but you owe 106000 to this shit. <laughs> Be mindful, people, who you're accepting on your social media. Yeah. Be mindful of the money that you're spending. Because you think you may get away with it, but the government has another thing for you. They're ready to collect apparently $188 billion went uncollected in the last like year or two. And that's one of the main reasons why this law got passed. Yeah, I mean, and you think about it. If you think about how much debt the the American people have in credit cards, student loans, yeah. m- mortgages, yep. um, car loans... Whatever else, you know, there's a lot of debt in yeah, this country. So between people, right? Yeah. Imagine how much this, this country actually owes to China. Yeah. Them motherfuckers are like, hey, man, we owe 11 trillion. Y'all got to exactly. throw this shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, hurry up. Help us pay for this shit. Yep. I, I think it's a really funny thing that this is how debt collectors want to go about it. So, uh, Do you think it's going to be effective, though? I think in some ways it will. I think it's so. I mean, dude, there's people that fucking get hacked. Or, or like, hand over their social security info, yeah. their credit card info through the dumbest ways the dumbest possible. Ways, yeah. So I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be effective. This is for because for me, the thing I would do is because my Instagram profile is public. Mm-hmm. I don't have that shit private. Uh, I hate, so I, I hate private profiles. It's, yeah. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. Um, if so, they anyone can DM me, anyone can see my yeah. story. Yeah, facts. So if I'm not saying I will, but if I were to ever get a DM from a debt collector. I'll block his ass. Keep it moving. <laughs> Do you know how many profiles I block on the gram every day? No. Oh, bro, I have I have at least I have to have at least close to over a thousand profiles blocked. You just like spam. Yeah. You ever if you ever see your Instagram story, like you'll see like the, yeah, the most random, random shit in the box. So I just be blocking people, the people that I don't know. I go on a blocking speed. I'm telling you, I got at least right now. I have to have at least over a thousand. Accounts uh, blocked on Instagram. Just do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't care. I don't block. I I see like the spam accounts, like looking at my shit. I'm like, whatever. I was like, more views, hey, more man, eyes on my shit. You, you I don't can care. say that, but I always think, who the fuck is this random yeah. motherfucker? No. Mm. Anyways, yeah. that's that's that on the debt collectors. Um, let me look at this shit, man. Let me let me see this shit. Where, where the fuck are we at? Oh fucking lord, we're here. Where are we? <laughs> French. <laughs> we're here buddy oh oh they got amnesia i mean i don't because i listened yeah i listened to i listened and um I, listened. I, listened. I, I think they do i think that uh first of all let me tell you right now mm-hmm. i still don't know if what you send me is true so so go ahead and inform whoever the fuck you need to inform what what we're talking about here all right so Last week, Nina reviewed uh, French Montana's new album. They got Amnesia. I didn't listen to it because I literally got Amnesia and forgot about it, the album. So I didn't get a chance to listen to it and reviewed it. I finally sat down yesterday or Thursday and listened to it. Um, and then in in the process of listening, I was doing research and looking for the numbers because the numbers weren't released first week. Which is weird. Which already was, I was like... It's a, it's something red, it's, it's something is up here. It's a red flag. Red flags everywhere. Um, finally, finally found some numbers, and apparently, his first week albums for this new album are fourteen thousand nine hundred. What are your thoughts on that, Mister Nino? First, let me take back the two point five rating that I gave it last week. Uh, Why? After, I, I listened to more. I listened to it more after mm-hmm. you said that. I listened to it a lot more. I, I, I'll give it a after solid I said two. What? After after you send me like 
you know the the the, the conversation that we had about him selling fourteen. But but let me hold on. But sales, I mean, again, but just because it's sales, you're going to take it back a point. Did you, did you uh, still enjoy 5. the album? I enjoyed the album, but after listening to it more, I narrowed down the number of songs that I liked, mm-hmm. and the ones I don't like are higher than the ones that I liked. It's a solid two, and I won't take back what I said. I do think that if he wants to stay in the music and he wants to stay involved in music, it's a good way for him to get back into it with the rapping shit. Not that fuck with me, get a back shit that's been out for like a year. The songs that I liked showcase his rapping ability, and I, I was appreciative of that. Those numbers, though, bro, that shocked me. Flat out shocked me. I, I, I could, I was, I'm telling you, and when I told you, I was like, I was expecting Takashi 6ix9ine numbers. I was expecting, like, be. Bro, uh, listen, I, I, listen, at let this me, point, let me I think Takashi 6ix9ine could probably no, look, bro, sell more than I French. was expecting at least 50 to 60K first week, which, which, Technically, right there is B minus rapper. Even that though, this is fifty to fourteen. Yeah, that's little peep. That's little pump. Like, yeah, those are bad f. Those are terrible numbers. Numbers, terrible, horrible. I like even like when you said you're expecting fifty to sixty k. I was like, what? For me, when I think of French, I'm I don't think of fifty to sixty k sales, Dude, bro. You got to look at. So I always go based on the first project, right? That first project he did, the first album he released years ago. His numbers first week were great. He was top That's three. Cool. He was top three. In when the did the album come out? Twenty twelve. Okay, we're in twenty twenty one now, exactly. dude. In two in two thousand twenty one, French Montana is not relevant anymore, bro. French Montana fell off. He has fallen off so hard. This <laughs> album proves it. And I'm not even talking about the sales. Yeah, I'm talking about the album at this point. Quality There's, of the music. There is. This is my. This is what I'm gonna say. I listened to the album. There is nothing about this album I enjoyed. There is no substance in the, in this album. French Montana, this entire album, you said last week that you're like, oh, I'm glad that he didn't do any auto-tune on this album. No, motherfucker. He did auto-tune. You just didn't, you just didn't catch it. But there's an, an annoying auto-tune in, in his vocals, the entire album. I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? His little, huh? Can't stand that shit, bro. Never did. That shit was terrible. This album, bro, is just... Honestly, it's one of the worst albums that has released this year, next to Certified Lullaby Boy. Whole lot of red. I'm gonna keep throwing that out there. Hey, for, for it's the, for it's, the worst. it's it, no, it's a terrible album. I will agree. You know, one one thing that I did get from this album and seeing all the first first of all, that page that you sent me, we have to give that page a shout out. What was the name of that page? Say cheese. Say cheese. Say cheese. Probably the funniest comments I have read. Oh in, my god! <laughs> I would say in at least four years. Yeah. Somebody said this man went triple cardboard. Yeah. This man went double plastic. French is my guy. This were some of the funniest fucking takes I've seen on the internet in a long time. The one thing that I do, and like, realistically speaking, bro. I do feel like French has failed to grow with his core audience. Um, he has failed to, uh, as a rapper, grow his music to like, you know, when I first started listening to him, I was 22, 22 yeah. years old. I'm a 31-year-old man, and I could only relate to like f- five songs on the album. And on top of that, dude, French has been out for how long? Five plus, ten plus years now? I would say Longer least, than I would, that? I would say at least ten. Ten plus at least, years? At least ten, to be safe. All right. Since ten plus years, even to this day, he's still rapping about Coke, bro. He's still rapping about, like, he's still... Pusha T. Like, he's still rapping... Pusha T. Yeah, but Pusha T... What? You, he, can't, you can't do that. See, you can't single him out for doing something that he started doing when there's... Way a bunch of other people that are still doing. Nah, but at this at this point, bro, with French, so it's it's not believable, bro. Pusha T is painting a picture. He's telling you a story. French is saying, "Yo, I'm out here still. You're not." I'm not gonna agree with you on that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm, I'm not. I don't even want to go into this because That's if fine. we were to go into this, I can talk. And I love Pusha as an artist. And the only reason why I do it is because he does it on every album. You. He wasn't. He was a little brother of a guy that was actually doing it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we we and we know that. We know the story of Pusha T. 
So Pusha T just witnessed it. French Montana was actually out there doing it. Yeah. And that's the thing. Again, Pusha T, to me, he's painting a story. He's telling you a story of what he saw. French, right now, on this album, he is still trying to trying to be like, yeah, I'm still out in the streets pushing coke. No, you're not, motherfucker. What Stop. Would you, let me ask you a question, all right? Musically speaking, what would you want him to talk about? What would you say, like, okay, I can listen to this? Honestly, go in a... If he would go into kind of like a Drake direction, talking about kind of like the things that he has and the things that he's do, that he's doing now. Oh, that braggadocious rap. That braggadocious rap, that would work perfectly for him. Yeah. He's not doing that. Okay. You know? Yeah. This al- Dude, this, <laughs> this album gets on nothing. Like, you don't listen. You're not missing anything. And I've come to the conclusion. French Montana... Is the DJ Khaled of New York. <laughs> Yo. And you know I'm right. Oh, man, that is hilarious. Uh, yeah, the only unfortunate part on that is that uh, Khaled sells a lot more. A lot yeah, more. yeah. But you know what I mean yeah, when I, I say that? I understand. Like, he, I, he, I, do, uh, I, I, do under, I do agree with you. He does. I, w- I, w- I wish that he would be more braggadocious and kind of living in the past type shit. Um, like I said, there's some good songs on the album, and then there are a lot of bad songs on the album. A lot of the how we how we talked about. I like going back to the people that like when they make an album. I don't strictly look for the features right away, right? I went to like the the singles, and not for me, dude. This so, album is it, again one of the worst albums I've I've listened to this year. Um, what did you think of um, what did you think of a Noel Doble As uh? Las leyendas nunca mueren. You know, I love Anuel. I love him. Um, I listened to this album like three times, bro. Okay. I there's like a few songs that I like, but I just couldn't get behind it. I don't know what it was about this album. I just couldn't get behind it. He showcased a lot of lyrical ability. Uh, as far as the su- substance for the music goes, it wasn't there for me. There were, yeah, thank you. There was you know, no substance in the in yeah. the music. No he, substance. He, I feel like he kind of just made an album to make an album. Yeah. Um. This this album felt like it kind of just dropped. I didn't even know he was dropping an album. Yeah. Well, you know that's the that's the beauty of the music industry. Sometimes they're like, "Hey, man, you gotta go. You're on contract for another three. You gotta drop one this year. We gotta move into something else." He it. I liked. I, I, I like that he's a rapper. Rapper. All right. Yeah. Uh, he kind of experimented a little bit on this album he too, did. because he there's did. A, there's uh, let me let me actually pull up the name of the song because I liked it because I was not expecting this shit from him. The name of the song is "Llorando en un Ferrari." Would you be able to play that really quick? Yeah, I just I just want you to play like couple couple minutes on that. I just enjoy the fact that I was not expecting it, it that that was like a poppy so EDM you know what this like it was not the beat that I would yeah. ever expect for him to put into an album yeah you know, you know what I got from this album, hundred percent on honestly, I got this is what I this is the the this is what I I got from this album. I think Anwal saw what Bad Bunny did with uh, El Último Tour del Mundo, yeah, and then he saw what Raúl Alejandro's been doing, yeah, and he saw kind of what Jay Balvin's been doing, yeah, and I think he tried to kind of imitate that all three of them yeah and kind of threw it all together in an album because i got a lot of different you know like like that song reminded me of yeah. of that uh, dude the, his what, intro was 10 minutes long bro why does this album start off with 10 minutes of uh, of him talking oh it wasn't him it was it could tell or, it was, yeah whatever people someone calls, people whatever. talking whatever yeah why is there someone talking on the intro of an album he was rapping his ass he, off, he was rapping his ass off yes but why is this album start off with someone talking for 10 minutes bro like i was i was like skip not done um 
Yeah, I just, I, I just, I honestly, I like maybe four songs out of this album. Again, I just feel like he he pulled a lot of inspiration from those three artists I mentioned previously, yeah. and it just it it didn't work from him. I need Anwal to go back to the previous Anwal where he's talking about his, some shit, bro. Yeah, and I you mean know? he he had some shit on this, but ultimately it felt uninspired. It felt rushed. Um, I honestly don't know what Anwal does next. He's not. My favorite Anual album is the first one he dropped, his debut. That has been demos, yeah. Asunas on yep. it. Uh, there's yep. a bunch of shit on that album that I really like. But ever since he dropped that, I feel like a lot of the fame has kind of gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a, I mean, dude, he has a story. He's He, he did his he time. He has a crazy story. Yeah, so I just feel like he kind of needs to find his way back to, to making good music because to me, this is a flop. I'll yeah. be honest. No, I'm interested sure. in seeing what the numbers are for this because yeah. I don't see this album doing well. You know, and he's and supposedly, right, top tier. He's top tier supposedly. And you know, it was actually I was having a conversation with my girl, and she was like, "Yeah," I, she was like, "I don't like Anuel," and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Anuel's probably up there as one of my favorites," and she was like, "Play songs of his," and I come to and I came to realize that. A lot of my favorite songs with Anwal features. He's featured on them. Features. Yeah. He's a good feature artist. You know how you you know how you go for French and you're like, huh? And you hate that? Well, I the hate that. Cabron. <laughs> yeah. Brr. I'm good, bro. I don't need to hear that shit all the time, bro. Yeah. Just do your thing. Uh, ultimately, definitely not what I want to listen to. If if we're gonna have that conversation, uh, next pod. About or not even next pod, but close to the end of the year, about our top fi- five favorite albums of the year and our top f- worst yeah. albums of the year. I'm throwing him in that list based on this album alone. Okay, and I'll end it with that and go into this. This one could argue arguably be one of the best albums of the year. Easily could get a couple Grammys off of this one. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, she is not. Could she is she probably is she is um it got me in my feelings bro it got me to think about things that I that I did as a kid it got me to think about my family it got me to think about my dog that I owned at one point uh it very much put me in a place of nostalgia I think I might have cried a little bit like this is one of the better projects I've heard this year and I love the fact that Spotify took that shuffle option. Off, off specifically because, for the, for her yeah because with this she, album you have to start to finish start to finish start because to finish. it tells it a, story. a story yeah and it was amazing like purely amazing i have nothing bad to say about this album i enjoy i really didn't like the intro like that the intro mm-hmm. felt like a weird 1960s yeah fucking song it, it just wasn't for me but everything else on that album from 2 to 12 great right. I, yeah, I, no, I agree. Five stars, I, Nino Stamp, Adele, Atkins, I think her last name is. I don't even know what her last I name is. Know, bro. Amazing. Amazing body of work on 30. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, the album is fantastic. Again, Adele, in, even in her previous two albums, Adele has always released fantastic, solid bodies of work. I will never knock her down for that, bro. Adele does fantastic music. And she takes her time with it. There's a reason why she releases albums like every five to six years. You know, her music is great. I want to know. It's just not for me. What would you classify her her genre at? Like ass? Like is this considered R and B? I don't know, man. I don't think I so. Don't right? No, it's not. I wouldn't call it R and B. I I wouldn't even call it pop. I don't no, even know. What it's she, not pop. This is not. But pop. I think they label her under pop. No way. Maybe like a soul music or classical soul. I don't know, dude. Apple, I have a bone to pick with you guys. Adele's not pop. All right. And and also, don't be giving Doja Cat R&B Artist of the Year, whatever award that was. She's Doja pop. Cat is a rapper. It's like, no, no she's, <laughs> she's a pop artist. Okay. But Adele, she's not pop. Like, yeah. I, I, I actually want to, like, try and figure out what her genre is yeah. because it's not pop. And I'm not sure if it's R&B, to be honest. Yeah, same. Again, yeah, I don't think I, I don't necessarily agree that she's pop. I wouldn't say she's R&B. I think she kind of falls under more of like 
maybe a little bit more on the like the classical side, I want to say. But even that, I'm not entirely sure what she would fall under there. Uh, yeah, I have nothing. I have nothing bad to say about Adele. Yeah, no, honestly, if, same. If it's, if it's I, an album that you, ladies, if it's an album that you wanted, sometimes I know you guys, you know, women are a little different than men. This is the kind of album that if you want to cry that day and you want to sit down and drink some wine and just kind of like have one of those days to like re-energize yourself, this is that kind of album. Like it, all good work all around, and I'm 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 good with that, man. I do have a bone to pick with you, by the way. What's the bone? Are you good? You got nothing else to say? I got Adele? nothing else, yeah. Last week, I got a couple of DMs about this privately. Last week, uh, you had the nerve to insinuate. Well, for one, which I thought, I understood what you were saying as far as like the weekend being this generation's MJ. Oh, not I you. didn't say that. You know, not I you. didn't say that. I know. The article I showed you said that. The article, that. yeah. So that was a little stretch, right? But the shit that you said after <laughs> about Taylor Swift having the same stage presence and, and, and being just as good as Michael in that sense. Are you ready to die on that hill? A thousand percent. What I want you to do, perhaps later, maybe send it to me. Send me a couple of her videos of her performing live. Send me a couple of her videos performing, period. Okay. Uh, different shows. We're going to make a comparison. We're going to talk about it next week. All right. And I will, I'm going to come in here, and I am going to take a fucking shit on your chest. Because cool. that was probably – Michael Jackson is turning on his in his grave right now hearing you say that Taylor Swift comes close to him on stage. I, I'm not discrediting her as a vocalist. I'm not discrediting her as a great music songwriter. I'm not going to discredit her as an artist. But as a performer, you got me fucked up, man. Again, if you haven't seen her perform – you're about to show me. You have nothing you're, to say. You're about you to show me, man. That's all I got to say. And, uh, and you know what? I got a bone to pick with you, too, oh Nino. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I got a bone. Say, you this been you ep- just, this you been just reminded 42. me. Nope. Uh, thank you guys nope. for tuning in. Uh, my name is Nino. To the right of me is, what is your dog's name again? I completely forgot. Crypto. Oh, my God. Hey, episode 42 for the Sales with Love. We got. Mr. King of Bozos, Mr. Toninio's Umbrella. <laughs> Please. No more my government. Please. Mm. All right. We got Mr. Nino. We got Crypto over here chilling on the pillow. My name's Armando. We out of here.